We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Hey, welcome to the second podcast. I think we should give a number every time so we could keep up with how many of these we've done. No, we should. This would this is number two, and there's reason to be possibly celebrating right now because 100 years ago, just a couple of days ago, it was the anniversary of Prohibition, which is when the government thought it was a great idea to make alcohol illegal in America. Like all over America, no one was allowed to drink alcohol. So wait, so we're saying it... It's the anniversary of it starting. So this is like yes. day, my problem with daylight savings. So we're saying it's the start of prohibition. Uh huh. So not the end. Well, of it. no, because it went on for thirteen years. Yeah, nineteen twenty 1920 to nineteen thirty-three, alcohol was an illegal substance in America, and that's why bootlegging started. That's why we have NASCAR. That's exactly. why Junior Johnson <laughs> did what he did and became the famous guy that he was with his bootlegger turns on his car. And all that kind of stuff. That's why all the stills in the hills of Wilkes County were what they were. And that's why people smuggled alcohol in flasks that looked like pretzels and pickles that we talked about last time. That's why we have such weird alcohol rules, too, still on the books in certain Mm -hmm. states to this day. Yeah, there's dry counties and stuff because of that. Wasn't there a place that just found a bunch of old whiskey in a wall? mm -hmm. Wasn't it like a hotel or something? Oh, man, they're always finding that. Not just in in hotels, but during Prohibition, during those years, people were so funny about it because... You know, it was it was just a controlled substance, and if you were caught with it, there was at least a fine. There could be jail time. Um, so farmers, people in town, whatever, they would hide it in walls, mm-hmm. and they would hide it all over the house. There was even listen to this. Anheuser Busch made products. There was one called Bevo, and there that was marketed to kids. And there was one called Malt Nutrine, and they had just trace amounts. They were like beer, but they were almost alcohol free beer. So. You'd have to drink somewhere between six and ten of these super low alcohol drinks to equal a beer. But were they allowed to? They were allowed to sell it under prohibition, or was that yeah. just something that? Oh no, no, these were legal. That's what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. These these were like a workaround, but they were like just they called them health drinks. But you had to drink 900 to get drunk. <laughs> exactly, and people did. Yeah, wow. you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, people did. And one of the advertising mm-hmm. campaigns for I think it was Malt Nutrine was the doctor and the stork showing up when a baby was born. Like, hey, start your life off right. (laughs) Drink this healthy drink. Was was the doctor also smoking in that ad? Because that probably probably happened. Have a lucky. Here's this baby. There is actually a bar. um, It's it's right off the campus of Purdue University in Indiana called Harry's Chocolate Shop. Mm -hmm. And it was 
Harry's Chocolate Shop, but they have a trap door in the floor where they kept the alcohol for pro- during Prohibition. Ah, how oh, cool. Still cool. there. And people used to drink the most awful substances just just because you couldn't go to the store and buy Whatever alcohol. Whatever you could get. You know, bathtub gin was a real thing. What? How do you make bath? I mean, well, how do you make bathtub gin? I if I was well, to make my own gin in a... It, you start off with... Sh- just pure alcohol, right? Grain alcohol, and that was the problem, right? Just because of how crazy flammable that is. Well, and and then I th- what is it? What is the berry? There's a juniper. Juniper berry yes. is what you add to your alcohol to make gin to give it the flavor. So you know you're you're starting off with something horrible, and then just kind of cutting that horrible flavor. <laughs> well, that reminds me of Pruno or like you know prison hooch. I don't know about that. Well, that's yeah. like they take, you know, you get a plastic bag and some bread and some fruit and let it get like fermenty it's and you have to just, burp the bag. It's just and, basically like letting things get old and fermenty. moldy and fermented. Uh, Yay, alcohol. People <laughs> will go to extreme crazy lengths to get a buzz, man. Yeah. But I mean, we did too when we were kids. Remember sneaking a beer, finding a beer, like finding a hot beer like oh, yeah. anywhere and, and sneaking that off and splitting a beer among three or four people mm-hmm. and thinking that was the best thing in the world. We used to go down to my par- my buddy's parents' house and they had all their liquor bottles and he would take a little bit of everything and pour it all into one container. We did that. We actually, one of our <laughs> drinking games was to pour a whole bunch of stuff. Remember the Hardy's moose cups? Yeah. We'd pour a whole bunch of things into the moose cup and then you had to drink it. Ugh. Yeah, that was super fun. Was so super awful. So 1920 to 1933, it was all illegal, but there were big workarounds, and there was a huge industry based on that. That's how Al Capone got rich, mm-hmm. was, you know, bootlegging and speakeasies. speakeasies, shipping that stuff all across the country. Then in 1933, they uh, abolished that law, the prohibition was abolished, and then it's legal, people went crazy and what was the um, what was her name the the lady with the axe who was busting up the Lizzie Borden? Oh no, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, busting up barrels, not not busting up barrels. Oh, not See, I think I'm getting my history out of line. I think her name was Carrie Nation, and she was busting up barrels. She may have even been pre-prohibition, and she might have been you know what par- part of what led to prohibition. Oh, she was against alcohol. Oh God, yeah. Oh, here's something that'll blow your mind. Part of my family on the Eastern Shore was so anti-alcohol, they they started a town called Temperanceville. Wow. Where this was way before Prohibition. Uh-huh. But they wanted to have a place that was completely free of that devil's brew mm-hmm. alcohol. So they incorporated their own town called Temperanceville where nobody could drink, where you couldn't buy alcohol. Anybody who lived there, you couldn't have alcohol in your house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to think that even now, like around here, there's still counties where they're, I mean. Yeah, you got to go down the road. Changing oh, yeah, liquor well, laws. Where I live, Davidson County, just a few years ago changed that. You couldn't get liquor by the drink until just like a year or two ago. Yeah. Remember when South Carolina, it was only like in the airplane bottles? Well, that was, yeah. yeah, I lived there when that was going on, too. That was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever I've, seen. I yeah. have lived in some places with some weird alcohol laws. But wasn't the thing with South Carolina, you could only get airplane bottles, but then you could drink till like four in the morning? Um, Three. Yeah. And, and you could walk around with it, too, couldn't you? Yeah. You, was it I, anywhere in South Carolina? Because I was no, in Charleston. No, no, no. You can't just walk out, out on the street. Where was I? I that's where I learned that I can't walk and drink at the same time. <laughs> it was really excited. They poured my drink to go. 
And I walked out, and I had to take a couple steps and take a sip. Take <laughs> Stop. A yeah, I, I couldn't do it at the same what, time. What, they didn't have straws? Oh, I didn't even think to ask for that. I was just I was amazed that they let me do it in the first place. There's there's uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon is coming out with a new high-end uh, specialty beer. What's it called? Captain Paps and the new the first one's going to be an IPA. It's called Seagull, I think. Ew. They're trying to save their I like I'll try. I mean, it. but people drink PBRs for PBR, mm-hmm. not for their other random IPAs and stuff. If you want a PBR, that's what you want. Yeah, but they're trying all kinds of stuff. They came out with that super high test, high alcohol PBR not too long ago. The coffee. Oh, say so are they, aren't they the ones that come out with the coffee one? Yeah, the alcohol coffee. I'm sorry. It's called Seabird. I want to make sure I'm clear. Seabird. Um a and cough. Natural Light is doing a thing this year in 2020. Is it everybody who turns 21 gets free beer? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not sure how that works, but I did see the article about it. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, that's great if you were planning on going out and drinking a beer when you turn 21 anyway. I mean, it's just a six-pack, and they're not giving it to you if you don't want it. It's not like it shows up on your doorstep. Hey, you're 21. 21. Here. Here, open your mouth. Here's a funnel. (laughs) We, was that, I mean, so like when I was of... Becoming of age of drinking, Natty Light and Keystone Light and Milwaukee's Best were like, oh, yeah. they were like the, the go to. Mm-hmm. So it's it funny cheap. to see Natty's still around. And like now they have that Natty's Pink Lemonade, whatever it is. What? Now, that's Yeah, they have tried to um, kind of diversify and get the Natty name back out there. And they did that Natter Days, the, um, the Pink Lemonade <laughs> one. I don't know about I that. I saw that on Barstool Sports. And the Fatty and like, Natties and different stuff. Yeah. You know what's weird is we're talking about this. And you guys know how I loved my Miller Lights. I say loved in the past tense because I hadn't had any alcohol. Oh, you still love Miller Light. You're just not drinking it at the moment. Not at the moment. It's like I told my friend Paul, I can start back drinking any. I don't have a not drinking problem. I can start back <laughs> drinking anytime I want. But I haven't had a drink since around my birthday, Halloween. Which was, yeah, October. And... You know, I've been around people drinking. I made my eggnog, which, as you guys know, is super high test. And you didn't even and drink any it. of it? Didn't even try wow. it. No, I've still got probably a gallon of it in the fridge, and I hadn't had any of it the whole time. And it's kind of weird, you know, looking at this stuff from the outside because, you know, I was pretty much a pro mm-hmm. forever. It's For you, it's been more of a matter of willpower than necessity. Yeah, no, you I just, didn't. No, you just decide, you know what? I don't feel like doing this right now. Okay. Yeah. But it, it is always funny when you go through these situations, if you are around somebody or if you go into a scenario where you normally would be side by side with somebody, you know, drinking right along with them and yeah. then you're like, you notice it a lot more. It's like when we used to do like certain gigs where we couldn't drink at them. Uh-huh. Like we go to a, like a, an event for the radio station. Oh, I always drank at those. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. 100%. What? So I mean, sometimes. You, you remember what I used to tell you? I used to tell you and I used to tell Skip, I would call ahead and I would tell you to have my special drink waiting for me. Oh yeah. So that as soon as I walk in, I Was it the fun fourth that one time where you like, it, like before you even made it to the tent, you walked up was like, "Look what I have." <laughs> <laughs> so he was talking about like, you know, you have your drinking buddy when you go places and somebody's yeah. like, "Hey man, here you go." blah blah blah. Yeah. And do you ever notice how like if you're not drinking, they're kind of hurt? They're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh, what do you, you know, I went through that. I went through that with cigarettes. With me? It was weird. Like I went through a whole phase like most of my friends smoked and yeah. then I quit and then it was like Everybody left. <laughs> and that really? Just be sitting there. Oh no, that that situation totally sucks. But 
But were they hurt that you weren't smoking with them? No, but it's that thing. You sure you don't want you want to come? You want to show you don't want one? What was it like? Smoke breaks? Like they're going yeah. out to smoke At and you bar. didn't join it them? Was, it was right. when the when the bars have become where you couldn't smoke inside okay. and everybody had to go outside, then if you're not the one smoking, you're left sitting all by yourself. Like, that oh, a, well, this sucks. That was the craziest thing. And yeah. just to backtrack, when I first moved to North Carolina, I remember the first time I flew into PTI and then people smoking in the airport. And then went to the mall, went to Four Seasons Mall, and they're smoking in the mall. Yeah. And I was like, this is a thing? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, the, the principal of the school used to walk down the hall smoking. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, we had a, a principal. This was a different school, but he smoked those long brown cigarettes. What were they called? Moors? Oh. oh, I don't remember. Mr. Gregory, one. he would smoke those in school, too. They were like long, like, you know, six inches long, and they were dark brown. That was back when you, that was like, that's my cigarette break smoke because it takes extra long. Hence the name more. <laughs> I'll yeah. be out here for a while. That's right. But God, it used to drive me nuts. Um, I went to my buddy Ray's restaurant, Cafe Pasta. This is years ago. And this was back when people smoked in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And there was a party in there. And they were smoking like crazy. And like more people would show up and they were sucking on that cigarette like it was the first time they'd ever seen one. Like, <laughs> Like full body smoke, just so into it. And I was looking at him and I was like, my God, is this your first cigarette? And so I was like, look, I'm going to move outside. I can't stand oh, this. Wow, they're, that bad? They're, it's so smoky in here. I'm trying to enjoy my veal parm. I'm going to move outside. So I move outside. As soon as I do, a group of these ladies come outside and start smoking right next to me. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God. Don't I, you know you can smoke inside? Leave I moved, me alone. I moved out here to get away from you. And then I got up and left in such a hurry to get away from them, I left my wallet. Oh no. And then they smoked it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all gone. They, they took my wallet and went down to the JRs and bought cartons and cartons of cigarettes. Have you ever been in JRs? I haven't. Is it is it is it good? No, I've n- I've never been, and I now I want to know. My daughter asked me. We drove by. Oh. She's like, "Is that?" Well, no. She was just like, "Do they only sell cigarettes?" No, they sell all kind of stuff. Which is the thing. I've never. It's like one of those mystery things. I we know. Got, we go to Burlington all the time for picnics, and we always drive by Jr's, and I'm like, "What's really in there?" And I, all I think think is this full of cartons of various brands of mysterious cigarettes That's and what cigars. I, th- I think it's just walls and walls lined. Nah, of they have all kinds of stuff. They also uh, roll your own cigars while they're in there. Oh. While you're in there. Well, Not, do I roll my own? Yeah. They roll, they roll it for them me? for you. Well, you know what? I've never been very good at rolling my own. They call it online, they call it JR Cigar Outlet. I thought it was like everything, but they also had cigars and cigarettes. I'm pretty sure it's mostly where you get your smokes. I just picture a and building. And smoking accessories. Completely full of nothing but the most fantastical brands of of cigarettes. Like. I'll be damned. And they have cans of uh, pipe tobacco and stuff. They they indeed do. If you were to call them up right now and say, do you have Prince Albert in a can? They would say yes. What size? <laughs> <laughs> they would have to say yes. So then I have to ask them to let him out? Well, it would not be appropriate in this case because they do have it. Yes. <laughs> we ain't gonna just dump it out on the floor. Well, I do have a question about your refrigerator then. <laughs> but man, that's that's the cigar outlet. When I was a kid, every year, starting in junior high, we used to go to Burlington and hit the outlets for back mm-hmm. to school clothes. Oh, right. And right about eighth grade, there was a place called Casual Mail. Mm-hmm. It was across the street from all the big outlets. 
Oh my God. I started finding like Duran Duran MTV clothes. Yes. And I was the only guy in Henderson who dressed that way. And I was like, oh, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I would get like the pegged, like acid washed, like weird fabric pants and the loud shirts and stuff. I, I never got any of that stuff. Changed my life. I like begged my parents for like the yeah. Cool I kid mean, stuff. I lived in a small town and we didn't really get to, like all the whole Madonna thing and all that. It kind of missed us. We didn't get quite well, that, well, I that didn't wild. Even, I didn't have cable. My parents, we because we lived out in the country in New Hampshire, and they didn't even get us cable until like I think after high school. Yeah. And so I didn't even have MTV. So I didn't either. I, I had to go so... to my friend's house or to my aunt and uncle's house. I didn't house. know what any still, of this stuff was. Even if you went to a store that had crazy looking clothes, you could say, wow, that's kind of neat. Even if you had no point of reference from MTV, right? I mean, we had magazines and stuff. I knew what it was, even though we didn't have cable. It's I not like read, we read, okay? <laughs> we weren't Amish. I wasn't allowed to look at pictures. <laughs> Unless you... parents used to be, look at this book. You can describe clothing it's from this book. only got words. No, it was weird. We no, we never. I don't know what my deal with my, my parents were, but we never, never got into like the hardcore fashion stuff. I don't remember, but I just, I know that one time my mom made me wear her jacket to school. Uh oh, that was fun. Buttons on the down. buttons on the wrong side. Oh, uh, that's not as bad as you wearing her pantyhose to camp. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know that long, like long underwear, is not that expensive. No, my mother thought it would be amazing to send her her teenage child, middle school age child, off to a Boy Scout camp, a winter camp, and say, "Well, you don't have long johns, but here's my old pantyhose." Side note: they're a little war- stretched out around the top, so let's safety pin it up for you. Jeez. Oh, we'll wow. fill them up with sponges. Just don't get them wet. <laughs> Between that and the jacket, my mom, we still joke that that's, that's therapy fuel for, for her and me. She's like, I for her, I can't believe I did that to you. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't live it. Wait a minute. How's that therapy fuel for her? She did that to you, man. Right. I Look, we're getting, that's a whole nother. Let's go down that road of my, my therapy mom. But <laughs> it's still the about point mom. is, I love to bring it up. But the know? thing is, I met your mom at your wedding mm-hmm. and she seems so sweet and innocent and normal and all i was thinking while i'm talking to her was what the hell were you thinking sending him to camp in your pantyhose <laughs> you didn't ask her that no. oh, that would have been hilarious that would really would have been funny i would have really enjoyed it she would have been mortified i'm but, sure she would have oh yeah that's that's a classic amongst us well, that's, that's the thing, because you have talked about that on our radio show, and but your parents live in New Hampshire, so she doesn't listen ever. Oh, no, but she knows. She, does she know you've talked about oh, it? Oh, God, yeah. you told everyone? Yes. Okay. Oh, so, it's, it's, it's well known that my mother sent me off to a Boy Scout camp. <laughs> with pantyhose. That's the one where I slept in the igloo. We built an igloo and slept in the igloo. Did your pantyhose get wet? <laughs> I don't remember. Did your pantyhose keep you warm? No. No. They just kept falling down and the safety pin kept jabbing in the side. It was a nightmare. Did the other scouts notice that you were wearing pantyhose? It it was like, well, luckily it was a a winter camp, so it wasn't a lot of like excessive changing. I think I don't think I I changed once. 
It so wasn't like a long time. You're like at over a camp, weekend. but did she send you like, okay, we're dropping you off and you're wearing these pantyhose and you weren't allowed to take them off till you got back home? It wasn't that I wasn't allowed. It was just so terrifying that anyone would know that I was wearing these pantyhose. <laughs> so you wore the same outfit the whole time. You were that guy. I'm pretty mm-hmm. positive I wasn't. Oh my but God. again, we were sleeping in an igloo. It's not like anyone was like, why aren't you changing? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Boy Scout camp was, was often a filthy thing. And as I stayed in Scouts longer... Towards the end, it got worse and worse because the 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 new guys who came in mm-hmm. weren't up to par. It was like scouts went downhill as it went for me. Ours were a bunch of criminals. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. Oh can- no. We. I have tons. T- oh, okay. We had our lanterns taken away because someone made a. I can't. Remember, someone started a fire, and then because they took it away, they took the. Remember the glass tube on the top of an of like an oil lantern or yeah. whatever. They filled it with. Gas? Oh my god! Like basically lit that on fire. That blew up. Are you sure they didn't send you to juvenile delinquent camp? No, it's kind of the same thing, depending on what kind of troop you were in. We we were famous back in the day. Troop six thirty. We used to go to Camp Durant every summer, and our thing was the last night of camp every year. We would stay up all night, and we would go down to the lakeside, and we would take all the rowboats and all the canoes. And we would untie them, and we would send them out <laughs> into the, adrift. every single boat, every single canoe. We would send them out into the water, and somebody would have to swim out and get all of those. And oh, we did it every. I loved you guys. So we did much. it every single year, and yeah. they never caught on. <laughs> it happened every year. This is so weird. I think they would probably stake it out, or they would keep their eye out for you know a certain amount of time. But you know, we would always get around them. We would always get down there and do it. I, I was in on it a couple of years, but it was way before me and probably after uh-huh. me. That troop doesn't even exist anymore. I don't know how you can remember your troop name. Me I neither. We used to have our meetings at our local church. We mm-hmm. did too. Certainly. <laughs> some of the guys in the troop started calling 900 numbers. From- <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> from one of the church phones. And so we <laughs> that was another instance of where the this, the Boy Scouts got in a lot of trouble because they got the phone bill and there's all oh my these gosh. 900 line calls. God. It, we were the it was the worst. It was all setting fires, <laughs> oh, hazing each other. Yeah, did you guys play the game? I told you guys about this game before. There were two versions of it. It was kind of the same game. One of them was called um, Find the Bacon, and one of them was called Sock. And it was the same thing. Like you'd be on base, and one guy would go hide the bacon or the sock, <laughs> and then you'd go around and you'd be searching around the churchyard to find the bacon. Yeah, and, and whoever found it. It's like a sock with a sock in it, and it's tied in a knot. And whoever found it then got to beat the hell out of everybody with it. <laughs> and they and you run back to base, mm. and whoever found it gets to hide it. And then you go out, and whoever finds it next beats the hell out of everybody with it. That's I mean, they games. have a similar game in prison, but it's got a lock in the sock. <laughs> it's not nearly <laughs> as fun. <laughs> you get to chase everybody. Right? Hey, it's lock in the sock. Look at him go. I like the idea of who came up with these. Like, there's always been those games. Yeah. Like, did you ever have butts up? <laughs> you said that before. <laughs> but that was the again, game. Again, they play that in prison, too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, but that was the one where, all right, you're throwing a tennis ball at the wall, and if you catch it in, your in butt? the air, no, in your hand, well, I guess you could use your butt, but if you catch it in your hand, <laughs> and then if you hit the guy before he hits the wall, then he has to stand against the wall, and you get to throw the tennis ball as hard as you can until you hit him in the butt. And a lot of times guys would miss on purpose and tag you in the leg and the back. 
Yeah. And you had to stand there until he got you right in the butt. Yeah. Butts up. They're all they they were all based on hurting each other. Pretty yes. much, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the other there's smear the other one which you, you <laughs> yep. don't say we don't yeah, say anymore, nice. but that was another thing. Well, you I get mean, the ball, then everyone who beats the crap out of you until someone else gets the yeah, ball. Yeah, every game today. of dodgeball, every king of the castle, Red Rover, they're all based why do those on feel, like, But why do those feel okay? Like, they were. Why does and dodgeball... They made us tough. And now dodgeball's cool. Like, adults are playing it's dodgeball. A, it's cool for adults. Kids can't play it at no. all. Oh, no. God, no. I don't even think you can bring it up. No. Nah. They have it. It's <laughs> forbidden. Although, you know, they have a dodgeball court at, like, one of the last times we were at one of the bounce places in town. It was, like, uh, airbound But or what whatever. kind of ball is it? Is yeah. it like, it's a foam. It's foam. not like that yeah. hyper-inflated. Uh, that red ball. Yeah. That, would, <laughs> it, that had that sound. The that, it would leave a mark on you just as red as the ball. Oh, God. Now, now you have to play with scrunchies. <laughs> you just It's just foam. Yeah. So you were in Scouts, too? I was in Girl Scouts, yeah. Now, what is it? You're in Girl Scouts and you graduate to something, right? Uh, well, you start out as brownies and right. then you go to juniors and then you become full-fledged Girl Scout. And then I don't know what's after that. Did you sell cookies? Yes. Have they changed from what Girl Scout cookies used to be to now? Um, some of the flavors are a little bit different. They actually changed companies of who made them from when I was a kid. Well, it, back then, y'all baked them yourself in a wood-fired mm-hmm, oven, didn't you? You're so funny. No! <laughs> them and the elves. In a tree? Yeah. <laughs> Is this okay? <laughs> Get back in there! <laughs> but yeah, they've changed some of the flavors and stuff. Huh. But they've always had Thin Mints. Man, my daughter will not do that kind of stuff. Really? She won't do scouts. Uh-uh. I mean, my I think either. by the time I was in junior high, I had quit. But all through elementary school, I did it. Who got you into it? Oh, my mom and friends, Maybe I guess. that was the problem. I think, I well, I think I got into it because other little girls we knew were getting into it. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much everything I did was because somebody else was doing it. I don't think a single one of my kids' friends did anything like that. Yeah. Like, in the same way, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. They didn't, mm-hmm. like, not a lot of them did, like, traveling soccer leagues and stuff like that. How far did you get in scouts? I made it to Boy Scouts, and then I... No, I mean, what rank? I don't know. You don't know? No. What kind of scout are you? I think I explained. I, I went to the felon <laughs> troop. Jeez. I know. I I now know that bug spray is highly flammable. I know that tang, <laughs> tang slash powdered uh, hot chocolate is very flammable. Yeah, that's flammable. I almost made it to Eagle. I made it one below Eagle, but then oh, I, really? I turned eighteen. Yeah, but I, I, you know, it was easy. It was so easy because I was friends with everybody. I mean, that seems awfully disciplined for. It's contrary to the other stories you've told us of your youth. Yeah, wait, when were you going through Boy Scouts? Weren't you in Florida? Right. We'll talk about that another time because we are just about out of time. But Aww. thanks a lot. Yeah, we'll get to that stuff. We'll talk about Florida. Next time. We'll talk about Europe. We'll talk about all those things some other time. But yeah, man, y'all be good. It was awesome to talk to you. Any parting words, Charlie? Um. Um, um, I can't wait to hear these, the rest of these stories of your youth. <laughs> Y'all just don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how much of that I can you talk can about. Say, no, you can talk about What's anything on this podcast. on things? Uh, some stuff there isn't any. <laughs> All right, Maddie, parting words. Uh, I, same thing. All right. I, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Next time. Good day. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.